Hey everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 291. Hmm, what should we talk about this week? <laughs> Alright, in a now weekly update, I'm going to share with you my latest intel from the inside on the coronavirus pandemic, as well as exactly what you should be doing this week to prepare for what's coming. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the head lifting for you with this week's free cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you have to do is go on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 291 and grab it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor of Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And listen, I figure, you know, why am I going to do podcasts on um, on the best, on the top five martial arts moves to uh, defeat a bigger attacker in a real street fight? Well, we might come to where we need those kind of tactics, right? But look, on everybody's mind is what's going on with the pandemic, and there's a lot of information being put out there, a lot of fear porn that's being put out there by unscrupulous marketers out there of cheap gizmos and crap um, in the survival industry because that's become really hot right now. And even the government and government agencies are putting out a lot of really bad information right now. And so I get it that a lot of people have a lot of, um, well, a lot of skepticism over what they're seeing right now, a lot of panic, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. I talked a lot about this in the uh, webinar, the workshop that I did last week for specifically what about what you should be doing right now to prepare for the pandemic. If you did not see that, you can still go on over there and catch the replay right now. It is still relevant. A lot of the information in there, actually all the information right now is still very relevant, but we're going to take it down and there's not going to be another one going up there. We're going to use these podcasts. So please go and get that. It has a lot of additional tips in there. All you have to do is go on over to mcsmagazine.com slash pandemic dash replay to be able to catch that while it is still up. All right. Um, but what I thought I would do is I would go ahead and give you some of my intel that I'm getting because I do have, I still have a, a strong network of people who are both in the military as well as military contractors. I have uh, a survival network throughout the world that I am getting additional boots on the ground information in from a lot of stuff that doesn't get out to the general public. As you can tell, if you watch all of the information that you're getting over the news right now, um, it's there's a lot of conflicting information, and this is really what ticks me off the most. All right, this is really what ticks me off the most is because um, there's been a lot of division with our country over the last several years. There has been a lot of vilifying of the media over the last several years, and so what's happening now is nobody knows the right information to get. What I'm going to for information, just for those people that know, like where do you find out? When I see one place say this, another person said, another media channel says, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Um, I can tell you, I've almost stopped watching Fox News right now, and I'm and I don't look. Just listen to me first before those those of you that are are only Fox News watchers. I watch everybody to find out where the facts are coming from. One, I look for credible um, epidemiologists and scientists that are coming in and talking about the things that we should be looking out for and what to expect from this virus. It's really not it's not brain science with that stuff. I'm not really worried about that. Here's what I worry about. When I see the headlines come across, um, Fox News has been doing this lately, and I and I watch Fox News. I'm a, I'm a Fox News fan, but I I get my information from everywhere. But when I see these things about how a a scientist says that he's three to four weeks out from having a cure for the coronavirus, 
All that does is it puts people in the mode of, oh, guess this isn't so bad after all. Three to four weeks, we're going to have a cure. No, we are not. We are not. This is not a cure thing. When when have we ever had a cure for the common cold or for a um, for for the seasonal flu that comes out? You guys need to understand that this is different than anything else that we've ever had. I talk about this very specifically inside of the of the um, the workshop that we just did last week. That you can still catch that replay. All right. This is different, and you need to understand that it's different. Uh, the media is really ticking me off right now. Even the press briefings that we're getting um, from the White House right now are putting out misinformation that's being contradicted even by the actual agencies that are being said that they've approved certain things. There was one, one thing that just came out to speak about how the FDA had approved this this certain drug, and don't worry, things, things are going to be better. No, and then the CDC came out and the FDA came out and said, no, that's not true. That, that didn't happen. So listen, you need to be very careful about where you're getting information from. So I'm getting my information from boots on the ground, people that are seeing certain things that are, are in the military getting orders for certain things. And I want to talk with you about right now. All right. So, um, so here's what I want to do with these updates is I want to give you some of the updates on Intel and some of my predictions without tinfoil hats. Okay. You guys should know me by now that, um, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I look for the actual facts of things. I research. I don't take everything that I, I hear as being, uh, as being the truth, whether that's from media channel, whether it's from the White House, whether it's from the left, whether it's from the right. I don't care. Like as far as I'm concerned, Everybody has an agenda, and they're all out there pushing their agenda. So we have to be able to cross, uh, cross-calculate information to be able to find where those intersection points are that actually make sense and are, are facts. Okay. So um, one thing, and so and this is from my own observations as well. So you can agree, you can disagree. I'd love to hear from you on the actual um, on our blog. Again, this is not left or right. This is not Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Socialist. It's nothing like that. This is a true matter of survival that you need to take very seriously. So, just for self, um, for, for self-leashing, if you will, on our blog, just make sure that you know that this is not a political forum that we have on our blog, okay? Um, now, let me go ahead and through, go through my uh, predictions and stuff here first. All right. So number one, what I'm noticing is that people are locked in cognitive dissonance. All right. You can tell this because of all the memes that are flying around Facebook, um, the funny memes. I've seen some hilarious like videos. I've seen all kinds of stuff right out there. There's pandemic parties that are going on right now. Um, listen, people, it, it's good to have a sense of humor. It is good to have a sense of humor. We are going to post some things on our Facebook page that are funny about the pandemic. It's good to have a sense of humor. It helps to alleviate the anxiety that we have. But it needs to be accompanied by uncommon sense. I won't say common sense because common sense isn't all that common. The uncommon sense is going against the grain right now. Everybody is zigging because it doesn't look like there's an actual pandemic happening in your local area. That's where you need to zag. They zig, you zag. All right. So while all of this stuff is happening, this is a 14 day period where people are still they could be infected and out there infecting other people where you could become infected by people who don't even realize that they have the coronavirus. This is life or death with this, but it has not fully hit yet because we are at the infancy stage, the infancy stage of this pandemic. We just don't know it yet as collectively as a society because of cognitive dissonance. If you don't know what cognitive dissonance is, it's basically, in a nutshell, 
that despite all the facts that are there, choosing to believe something that is the opposite. A good example of that is smoking cigarettes. We know smoking cigarettes kills. We know it causes cancer. We know it causes emphysema. People are walking around with oxygen tanks strapped to them. We know it's bad. But yet people still smoke cigarettes, right? That's cognitive dissonance. We know the facts. We do the opposite anyway. That's what's happening right now. We know the facts of this, but it doesn't look like the facts of it right now because we can go out. It still looks like restaurants are open. Grocery stores are open. Businesses are still a lot of businesses are still open. And so it looks like, wait a minute, where is this pandemic? It must be only going on over in China and over in New York and Los Angeles. No, it is not. It is happening right in your neighborhood right this minute. Now, unfortunately, what everybody is waiting for is for a case to pop up. And then all of a sudden there's an oopsie there. Ooh, I didn't realize that that person that, you know, that person had it. Even if you don't know them, it doesn't matter. But a case pops up in your county. Then it pops up in your town. Right. Then it pops up on your block. And by that time, how many people have become infected? Now, they're they're, um, saying now that they're estimating that it's about 10 people have been infected by the time that somebody is actually quarantined out there. Okay, so. And I think that's probably that's probably very, very low. We still don't know the numbers of this thing yet. It's everybody's it's anybody's guess right now. But if you think about how many places that you've been in the last 14 days prior to if you've if you've self quarantined, how many places have you been in the 14 days before that before you knew it? Well, that's what's happening now. And I made this prediction a while back about spring break was going on in Florida. They kept the beaches open. Told you there's a whole bunch of fluids being swapped out there. And now they're finding that one younger people are susceptible to it. So that that feeling of of um, being invincible, being out there on the beaches and doing, you know, beer funnels and whatever else you whippersnappers do out there. Um, I'm over 50, so I can use whippersnappers around, right? I think, I think that's the official age. I could think I can use whippersnappers. Um, anyway, that now they're finding that, just as I said, those people have gone home from the beaches now, and now they're out infecting other people. So look, even if, even if young people aren't so susceptible or if they can get over the virus easily, well, they're out there spreading it around. And that's why we're only seeing this. We, we're actually seeing that testing is a huge part of this. All right. We were told, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago that we were going to have a million test kits. And it was just this Sunday that I saw the vice president say we'd only done 195,000, uh, 195,000 tests. That was on, that was straight from the, um, from the vice president on one of the Sunday talk shows. So listen, testing is only part of it. That's how we track this thing down though. This is really a game of like whack-a-mole. We need to find out where it is and then, and then see where it's been spread from there so that we can really zero in on things. But without those testing kits, it gives everybody a false sense of security. So right now, my intel is people are locked into cognitive dissonance. They don't have any, um, they don't have any sense of what's really happening out there. And so they're still very, very reckless. Um, the second prediction, the second thing I'll, I'll, I'll say as far as a prediction here is that more and more states are going to self quarantine. So it started off with Cal, you know, Cal, we had California, there was New York, there was, uh, Chicago. These are the places where they've started to, but now we're seeing more states jump on board. Um, uh, not just the, uh, not just cities anymore, you know, California. So we're, we're going to see more of this, folks. In fact, I think we're already behind this. I'll talk about that here in, in just a second, okay? Um, we are, we have already saw the, uh, martial law is already in effect, folks. Martial law is kind of one of those, it, it's those terms that gets a lot of tinfoil hat built around it. 
um, because, you know, it's it's a, basically a government or a military takeover of law and things like that. Well, we already have that right now. Martial law is essentially just a temporary suspension in regular law. So we already have forced quarantines right now. People are told to stay in place. Um, people are being given papers if they are, are um, if they are able to go to work or if they're deemed an essential essential employee uh, of essential services, then they're being given papers now. That's the that's the process we're starting right now is they're given papers that they can show to police that are out there or military checkpoints, which is coming, okay? Because that's prediction number three here is that National Guard is being mobilized right now. So this is something I've been waiting for for a while now. When we look at China and how long ago that they were actually erect, erecting uh, brick-and-mortar hospitals as fast as they possibly could, because they knew what was coming, all right? They were putting together entire hospitals. Have you been seeing any hospitals being erected anywhere? You have not. You're going to. Um, I made this prediction in the workshop. I talked a little bit more in depth about it and what to do about it, but we are going to start to see more and more National Guard being mobilized. I do have friends in the military and, uh, and military contractors, and um, I've just been, con- it's been confirmed that this has not been put out to the public yet. I'm not going to go ahead and throw anybody under the bus. None of my buddies are going to be under the bus. But they have already started to mobilize National Guard and Corps of Engineers to be able to start erecting military hospitals, just like we've done in overseas in, in battle, that we can start putting together um, the services that we need for the corn- for the people who become infected. There is the wave of infected that are coming. We know it's coming. The numbers are going to skyrocket. The cognitive dissonance is going to go down and people are going to get an oh shit moment where they realize that this shit's real. It is not a movie. It is nothing to have a, a, a um, when your friends start dying or your friend's parents start dying, you're not going to be throwing a pandemic party anymore, right? So it's all fun and games now until somebody pokes an eye out or gets the pan, gets the coronas. And now all of a sudden they're, they're freaking, now it's, it's, it's real, right? Well, it's going to get real, folks. And so you've got to really pay close attention to this. Don't be worried too much about, um, I mean, I don't say not be worried, but don't be surprised when you start seeing soldiers and weapons being mobilized in your areas, okay? No tinfoil hat here, folks. It's really a matter of mathematics. We don't have enough hospital equipment or beds in place. We are going to need other places to be able to put people it's going to happen, all right? Here's the other thing that um, I think you're going to start seeing in the coming, probably not in the coming weeks, but you'll probably see this in the next couple months, I would say, is that we're going to see a global chess match with the weakened economy that we have, all right? I don't care what stimulus package they put together, everything happens. Um, China has pretty much licked this coronavirus, and guess what? Guess who manufactures masks? China does. More importantly, guess who manufactures the machines that manufacture masks? China does. Guess who is going to have the upper hand now when it comes to a weakened U.S. economy needing medical supplies from here and into the future of whether China will allow those machines to be purchased, used, built, whatever, right? They are going to hold the cards. And with this trade war that we've had that has affected all of us, has affected us as well, this trade war has put us at odds and well, which we've always been at odds, but nonetheless, the manufacturing in the United States, hopefully it can make a comeback from this. I think we're looking at a new, a new reality in the future, but it's not going to be at China prices. That's for sure. And so people are not ready, especially in a, in a down economy 
what's going to happen when it comes to actual prices and everything. So I know this doesn't really have anything much to do with what you need to do right now, but just look for this in the future that there is going to be a global positioning right now because once the superpower of the United States is in a weakened state because of the, the, the economy and because of all of our resources are being put into domestic issues, well, now you're going to start, start to see the other superpowers like North Korea and uh, China and Russia start to really pull the levers and, and start turning the gears that they need to to be able to come out on top. They're going to take advantage of it. And because they are authoritarian governments and we are a democracy, they have the advantage when it comes to this. They can move faster, they can move more efficiently, and they can get more done. We unfortunately, not unfortunate that we're a democracy, but we don't have that. So that's why I think you're starting to see now where the Department of Justice is looking for broad, more broad powers for the presidency to be able to take authoritative action. I actually support that to some level, but there's got to be checks and balances, folks. There has to be checks and balances because where there is chaos, there is always opportunity for those people who know how to capitalize on opportunity. If you want any uh, proof of that, just look at Afghanistan and Iraq, the military industrial complex that we have and how contracts have been done, how money's been wasted, how um, things weren't even budgeted at first. Money just started flowing into people's hands and chaos was turned into opportunity for corporations and other in other places. So we're going to start to see more of that. If we don't have any checks and balances, if we don't learn from the past. We are going to have an economy that's only going to work for military industrial complex and, um, and, and large corporations that get special little projects done within Washington. And then all of a sudden, what we're looking at is, again, those authoritarian governments are going to surpass us when it comes to the global race for power. All right. Sorry. All right. Tinfoil hat off. Now let's get on to what you actually can do right now. Look, we know from China's experience how to lick this thing. All right. This is what we do. You lock everyone up. You don't let them out because they can go out there and spread the virus. You stick soldiers out there. You force quarantine people. You build hospitals to take care of the sick. You manufacture the supplies that you need. You test as much as you possibly can and you narrow down where this thing is. You isolate it and you stomp it out. That's how you do it, folks. China has done this. China, I was, I was saying this before. Um, actually quite a few weeks ago where we're starting to see we're in China where they, uh, you know, what did they had, they had power washers out there with essentially Lysol bleach, whatever they had. And they were spraying down buildings and cars. I mean, they were spraying everything down. They're spraying down the entire country or the areas that were affected with in hazmat suits like two and three times a day. Well, that's how you lick it. When we, when we see, People out there with power washers spraying down parking lots and shopping centers and, you know, spraying everything down. It's going to freak people out. China's not freaked out by it because they've been doing it forever. They've been doing it for a long time. They've learned the lessons. We have not paid attention to it. And we're just scrambling, playing grab ass here in a political mosh pit trying where everybody's trying to jockey for position and turn this into something that it isn't. We already screwed this thing up royally by calling it a big hoax from the beginning. And we, we, we politicized this true pandemic that was coming, that we knew was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. The White House knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming, except the American public, because they weren't being told. They weren't being told what to do to prepare for it. 
We didn't get, never mind. I'm going to go down the whole list of things, but you can go on, you can go in and check all that stuff out. All right. It's not a matter of, that's already, that's already passed now. All right. (sighs) Take a deep breath, Jeff. All right. Sorry. This stuff frustrates me because it's still being perpetuated. This thing is still being spread when we can actually do something about it right now. So here's what you can do. Um, I have four things here. Okay. Number one is take advantage of the cognitive dissonance. It's happening right now. Like I said, right now it's all pandemic parties and me and funny memes. That's funny. Ha ha ha. Okay. If you have no food, what you can do. Well, first of all, if you have food, stay put, right? You can't, you can't get the coronavirus if you don't come in contact with it. Plain and simple. That's as, that's as basic as you can possibly get. So don't go out just because, well, I think it's still safe out there. I think we're okay with making another trip to the grocery store. Um, if you have enough food, stay put. You need to have, I would, I'm going to say you need a good couple months. You need a good couple months to be able to go out there and keep your stuff, um, I mean, uh, keep your stuff inside your home and be able to self quarantine that way. All right. Now I realize it's really hard for people with jobs and things like that. Try and work out ways that you can work from home if your business has not yet gone to that. All right. See what you can do about that. But if you have enough food for a few months, stay put. All right. If you don't, have enough food, if you need more supplies, if you don't have a couple months sitting there, um, I would say, yes, it is still a time where you can go to the stores and you can get stuff, but that you got to do it smartly. So number one, call the stores to see the best time that you can go um, and when they're stocked, like when they have, when they get restocked onto the shelves, find out the best time. I went over this a little bit, um, actually more in depth in the webinar uh, workshop that we did last week. All right. Um, but call ahead and ask the stores the best time when they're going to be restocked. Um, the other thing is ask them if they do have curbside assistance for anybody. This is where you call ahead, you give your grocery list. You can even do this online a lot of places. And then you pull in the parking spot and then they come out and they hand you the food in the bags. They'll load it right into your car for you. Okay. This is a great service that a lot of grocery stores are doing. I say go ahead and use them. All right. If, you, if they're, if they are still able to do that. All right. Find out. If you do have to go into the store, mask up and use gloves. The last time I went to my little country store here, I only saw two people besides us that was met, that were masked up and using gloves. All right. Mask up and use gloves. Is it perfect protection? No, it's not, but it is protection. It is going to offer you some protection. So hopefully you have um, had some masks. We sent out an email uh, a few weeks ago, I think with, uh, or maybe it was last week about masks and where you can get them and, and, and things like that. So um, I know they're hard to find right now, but just but just do what you can. In the workshop that we did, I also gave some alternative places that you can find some different things that are sold out. Go ahead and do that. Now, when you do get your food, all right, because the coronavirus can stay on different surfaces for different amounts of time, okay, up to 72 hours depending upon the surface, you want to quarantine your food for 72 hours. So you just put it in an isolated spot in your home that is not near anybody, close the door, put it in a closet somewhere and leave it there for a good three days. All right. So then you can take it out because, um, you know, on cardboard, I think it's uh, 24 hours, I think on cardboard, but on plastics, it's 72 hours. So if you're getting plastics, like uh, things like detergent, uh, laundry detergent, dish detergent, you want to keep all of your stuff. Just keep it out there. Just assume that it all got passed around. Keep your entire delivery in a closet, isolate it for 72 hours before you reach into it, okay? Um, what to do, point number two, prepare for martial law and military checkpoints. Know that they're coming. There are things that you can do with it. We are going to be putting out a little bit more information in our newsletter, so make sure that you are on our email list. We'll be putting out some information about what to do about 
martial law and checkpoints, how to deal with them. But look, the first responders out there are going to be at risk. So give them the respect that they're due. All right. They are out there. Our medical workers are, are out there. Um, I have a special tribute I want to give right now, a shout out to grocery store clerks and staffers and work, okay, workers. They, To me, they are the undisputed champions of all of this that are really at risk and they've not been given the protection that they need. Um, my concern is going to be that we are going to, in the next week or so, we are going to start to really see a lot of grocery store people who are going to be coming down with the coronavirus. And unfortunately, when you start looking to try to track this thing now, well, who do they come in contact with? Well, pretty much everybody, right? Everybody in town. So that's why I'm saying this is going to really get out of control very, very quickly here, I think, in the next one to two weeks. I think it's going to be a very interesting week. All right, so, but be prepared for martial law and military checkpoints. Uh, number three is something, get outdoors, folks. Get outdoors. Um, I've been going out there. And we've been hiking. Um, I've been going to play basketball outdoors with the people that I'm quarantining with. Cabin fever is going to drive you crazy. You can't sit in there and watch the news all day long. It will drive you absolutely nuts. So get out there and go do something. Find isolated places that you can go hike around in your area. Look for trails. Look for parks. Look for places that are not around other people. And get out in the outdoors. Get some sunlight. Get some fresh air. Um, but you've got to get outdoors. It's going to help you with your mood. It's going to, and that's going to help your immunity. So it's going to help you boost your immunity to be able to get out there and, um, and, and just feel good. Get some sunlight. Build up some vitamin D, right? Good stuff. Okay. And then number four is to have a plan B. So you need to understand that your self-quarantine area might not be the best area to be in in the future. As we impose martial law, as we have more quarantine camps that pop up, as people start freaking out more when they get out of their little bubble of, of comfort, all of a sudden, shit's going to get real, folks. And when people that don't have look around and see they don't have and they see people that do have, it becomes dangerous. Now, we are not going to have enough first responders to be able to deal with the chaos that very well could be coming. I hope I'm wrong, folks. I really sincerely hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. I don't think I am. So you need to have a plan B. If you live in an area, you should be doing a security assessment of your area. If you are near places that oftentimes are raided or looted, the types of um, these types of locations, we should probably just do a whole podcast on places that you should you know, be, avoid being around and also where these things break out, where uh, looting and, and, and riots and protests and all those things break out. We are going to get some warning about this, okay? So it's going to start off as a rumble, but it is going to happen, I believe. And when it does, if you live, if this starts happening in your area, you need to have a way to be able to get out of there. Now, again, I talk a little bit about this in uh, more in depth in the workshop. Um, go ahead. Again, if, if you've not seen the replay of that, there's a lot of information there. There is a free downloadable pandemic response guide. We're actually updating it even more right now, but I would say go ahead and grab what, what's there now because it does show you how to put together put together a quarantine room in your house. Um, you can go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash pandemic dash replay, and you can watch the entire thing for free. It's about an hour and a, it's a little, little bit less than an hour and a half, but it has, it's jam packed with information. So get something to, to take notes with because there's a lot of information in it. All right. Um, okay. So, but you need an evacuation plan for where you're going to go just in case your place gets um, gets overrun, all right? If things start heating up in your area, sometimes your place is not the best place to be, all right? So those are uh, those. that's this week's update and predictions and what you should be doing right now. I'll be back next week with another update to let you know 
things that I'm hearing from um, from my my points of contact that I have. So go ahead and stay uh, stay connected for that. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs>